Hi, my name is Nikki. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime, Crime Stories, Stories, a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. We were in sync. We were. I like how we- Bed Crime Stories. I feel like we say it like that. All Bed Crime Stories. I need to put the. No? I need to put a different emphasis on oh, a different yeah, no, syllable. Absolutely, Bad but you haven't said Oh, okay. Story. We should just say it really monotone next time. Bad crime stories. Thank you for listening to us. Hey guys. Hey. This. There's a very good chance that this might be our first episode of the new year. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to the future. I hope everyone is doing great. I hope you set some goals for the year. You're gonna. Mm. You're gonna untake them. I don't believe in resolutions. Really? Yeah. I, I always set resolutions. I do not, because I always break my resolutions. I mean, I always break them. <laughs> but I always set them. But I always set them in the hopes that one day I will change. I try to do, if I'm going to do a resolution, I try to do like a self-care resolution. Like uh, two years ago, my resolution was to go to therapy. And I did. And I've been ever since. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like that type of thing. Like, it's not yeah. a, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to quit smoking. Well, like, it's not that. Yeah, it's a, that's, I'm going to do something for me. That's definitely my like resolutions that I kind of set for myself Mm -hmm. like eat better try not to eat out as much which we've been doing better about yeah but we've also been doing the Walmart pickup which is just makes life I love Walmart pickup Walmart grocery pickup not sponsor but would love to be is the greatest thing on the planet it is it's life changing and it makes life it makes it easier yeah Anything to make my life easier. Amen. And not have to actually go to Walmart myself. Also, uh, also amen. Since we have a lot of followers, message us and tell us what your like time saving life changing thing is for you. Yeah, because yeah. like Walmart like, grocery picket is definitely grocery like, picket. That's not a word. Grocery pickup is definitely one of mine. Yeah, and like I did all of my Christmas shopping on Amazon and same, online. Same. <laughs> same. And I'm like a Roomba. A Roomba changed my life. Mm, that sounds mm-hmm. so stupid but when you have two shepherd mixes yeah yeah I hear you. all right so yeah sorry that's totally nothing to do with true, true crime but yes, uh but we love a we love a time-saving life hack yes so just forward those on to us please mm-hmm. we appreciate but yeah set some set some you know resolutions that are like even if it's like brush your teeth I know that sounds like su- no. I know that that sounds like such a <laughs> Joey and I like y'all. No, like when sometimes when you're depressed or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Like, like just get out of bed. Yeah, like remember to take your medication every night. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my thing. That's what my phone alarms are for to remind sh- me to take my medication. Make sure to take your antidepressants before you go ahead and take a nap for the night. Because mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Yeah. And I wake up and I'm like, why the fuck am I? <laughs> Oh, let him whack. All right. Anyways, enough about me. All right, Let's guys. talk about your true crime. Let's talk about our true crime headlines. There we go. So my first one tonight is from People.com, which we love so much. Yay. It was um, published on December 7th, 2021. And the headline reads, police seek new information about social media account named in Delphi murder investigation. So, the Indiana State Police are seeking new information in the murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German um, after they identified a fake social media account by the name Anthony underscore Shots that may have been used in connection with the February 2017 murders per a press release issued on Monday. Yeah. So, um... See, I saw this article, but then I also was like, what happened to that man that they believed was good for it? 
Oh, what I think that it. Well, I don't think they he ever acquitted. Well, no, 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 no. It was never. I don't think it was ever the cops that thought he was good for it. I think it was Reddit who thought he was good for it. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, um, I misunderstood that. Yeah. Um, the fictitious Anthony Schatz profile used images of a known male model and portrayed himself as being extremely wealthy and owning numerous sports cars. The creator of the fictitious profile used this information while communicating with juvenile females to solicit nude images, obtain their addresses, and attempt to meet them now again this is not saying that this is what happened with Libby and Abigail that's not what this is saying so I don't want this to be misconstrued just saying that this particular profile has come up in conversations about the investigation Mm -hmm. Uh, police also say they have identified the man in the photo of the fake account and he's definitely not connected to the crime so like the person whose photos they were using with catfish whatever Uh, but a separate man identified as Keegan Anthony Klein from Peru India who was charged with 30 counts that included child exploitation possession of child pornography and obstruction of justice in August 2020 allegedly used the fake social media account to talk to girls in 20 16 and 2017 are you shocked no um even if they told them they were under the age of even if they told him they were under the age of 16 according to court documents so the handle of the accounts that klein used uh he created that anthony shots profile um it was he has not been linked to the murders of williams and german like i said to abby and libby um but like i said there was definitely some question of him in that time period with that handle doing the things that he was doing maybe he knows something maybe he knows people who were kind of part of that scene etc etc and of course as always i want to give the information anyone with information regarding new information released by law enforcement officials should contact indiana state police at abby and libby tip at c-a-c-o-s-h-r-f.com so that's abby and libby tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F.com or you can call 765-822-3535. Let's figure out who did this to those beautiful girls because I'm really sick and tired of, of them not having justice. So mm-hmm. I know that I it's it really upsets me. Um, All right. So my other true crime headline is from CNN.com. And this was published on Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. And the headline reads, Scott Peterson sentenced to life in prison after being spared a death sentence. So um, Peterson, as we know, was convicted in 2004 for the murders of his wife, Lacey, and their unborn uh, son, Connor. Um, He was originally sentenced to death. But in August 2020, the California Supreme Court reversed his death sentence after finding that potential jurors were dismissed erroneously in part because they expressed general objections to the death penalty so basically they were dismissed because Mm. they had like morally objected to the death penalty and they kind of like stacked the jury against him Mm. And, and again this is all like um, so the judge on Wednesday ordered, oh, so Wednesday meaning December 8th, um, ordered Peterson to serve life in prison without the possi- possibility of parole for the first degree murder of Lacey and a concurrent sentence of 15 years to life for the second degree murder of Connor. So Lacey's parents were there and it was actually partly their decision to not seek a second trial to go again for the death penalty because they said it was like too traumatic for them to go through the process of a trial again and said okay life without parole is 
acceptable at this point in our lives to just have this done and over with to try and find some semblance of closure so um that's kind of where we're at so this again like i said was updated as of december 8th he is now um um, obviously his sentence continues but it's life in prison without the possibility of parole no longer a death sentence um, and from august of 2020 until december of 2021 he was in like prison limbo because he was no longer on death row but like what's going on they didn't know if they were gonna have another trial blah, blah. so there was like a whole big thing with him going on so it's been like crazy but there's finally an end to the scott peterson story as of right now unless any new evidence comes forward so interesting very very interesting Interesting. and i will say like so gone girl the fictional book and movie gone girl is loosely based on the lacey peterson trial um which of course is a completely different story in the end because of course there's a big twist i don't want to give it away just in case nobody's seen gone girl read the book it's better than the movie even though the movie is actually actually fairly yeah, good the movie's really really good yeah but the, the book is better the book is way better and read her other books too oh um Gilly, yeah she's fucking amazing she the oh, sharp objects sharp, sharp objects is so good yes. like the book yeah. i remember reading all three of them gone girl sharp objects and what was the other one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's there's another one mm-hmm. and i literally read through all three of those books within a week and a half oh yeah brilliant she's an amazing author agreed but so gone girl like i said is like very obviously very loosely based there's a twist don't want to give it away but anyway and ben affleck plays the scott peterson like character Mm. i never thought scott peterson looked like ben affleck until that happened and you kind of like morph you like make an amalgam in your mind of the two of them together and you're like no they actually look almost exactly alike in like a weird way like if ben affleck never got famous he'd look like scott peterson if scott peterson got famous he'd look like ben affleck okay like ben affleck is scott peterson with a personal trainer and a, money. And a good hairdo yeah yeah money legit yeah. oh, <laughs> personal sorry. trainer and a good hairdo that was bad yeah. whatever i mean whatever. but yeah that's how i feel <clears throat> that's why it happens when you just get paid to look good right yeah. so it worked for j-lo she's still with him or with him again I totally ship J-Lo and Beth Affleck. I love Benifer. Huh? I'm so oh. excited about them being back together. I don't like Jennifer Lopez. I love Jennifer. I'm indifferent. I love her. I, I, I have no, like... After all, you know, she's still Jenny from The Rock, guys. Okay. I'm not, like, oh, my I'm God. not fooled by the rocks that she's got. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Jovi and I are just like, like, okay, Charlie's going crazy. All right, so with all that being said, um, hashtag Team Benifer, I'm going to turn it over to Nikki for tonight's bed crime story. All right, so I have like a three-part story. Okay. Because I always like to do stories that tie into the last story that I did. Mm. So since the last mm-hmm. story I did you was... Do that. I, I do said, do that. Because, I said do-do. Because what ends up happening is, is I'm working on one story, and then I find this story, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so good. But then the story that I was going to do this week isn't that long. So, originally, I was going to do um, the person that Polly by Nirvana was written about. But then that brought me into other ones. So, um, my sources for today are history, uh, history.com, Wikipedia, and then I'll name the other uh, website once I get down to that story. 
Uh, so Gerald Arthur Friend was originally jailed for abducting a 12-year-old from Sumner, Washington, mm-hmm. which when you were talking about the Sumner... Or oh, Summerton Summerton. Sumner. I was like, yeah. for a second, I was like, are you doing my fucking story? I'm not doing your fucking story. <laughs> I was like, but you know, because we, we've had that happen before. Yes, we have. But... Um, so it was actually Abby and Libby. It was Abby and Libby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Charlie's going to do so much better than oh, I'm going to do. No. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no, you, 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 you slayed. Um, so Gerald Arthur friend was originally jailed for abducting a 12 year old uh, girl from Sumner, Washington in July, 1960. Um, when he was 22, Ooh. He picked up the hitchhiking girl and her brother, but forced the boy from the car at gunpoint. He then drove the girl to Mount Rainer uh, National Park, where he beat her, raped her, and cut her hair. Ooh. Ooh. Cut her hair? Really? That's like weird brutalization and like, yeah. ooh, I don't like that. The victim eventually escaped by jumping into a river where she was uh, discovered by a passing motorist. Several days later, uh, friend's father found him hiding in a field near their home. Field drew a 22 pistol and was wounded in the ensuing struggle. His father took him to the hospital and turned him into police. A friend was convicted of rape and torture and was sentenced to a minimum of 75 years. However, after serving 20 years Stop. Go ahead. at Walla Walla, Walla Walla, Washington, Walla Walla, and escaping twice, he was paroled in 1980. Okay, okay, okay. So, not only did he do this heinous disgusting thing he also escaped jail twice and they still let him leave okay go ahead <laughs> you're gonna just be angry this whole time you already got her going because these are the this is the this is the three strikes baby you know it's bad when i throw my glasses down yeah. and my eyeballs and you start smacking your hands <laughs> you have to tell me <laughs> you have to tell me Ugh. so in june 1987 he abducted a 14-year-old girl at knife point when she accepted a ride after a concert. He repetitively, uh, repeatedly raped and tortured her while she was tied to a pulley suspended from the ceiling of his mobile home. The girl escaped by jumping from his truck at a gas station. Friend was stopped a day later for a traffic violation and arrested when deputies recognized him. He was convicted of first-degree kidnapping and rape that August. He was ordered to serve the remainder of his 1960 sentence in addition to a second 75-year sentence. The following year, his second victim sued the state and the Department of Corrections for prematurely uh, paroling friend in 1980. Yes, good. But I tried Googling it and I could not find the outcome of that lawsuit. Yeah. But it, was was, probably, it probably wound up being settled. Yeah. But I was like... Good for fucking her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Poli- Accountability. Mm-hmm. Police in King County suspected friend uh, in the Green River killer case and considered him a suspect in the murder of two girls in Tacoma in 1987. However, police were unable to uh, uncover a connection to those crimes. And we all know now that the Green River killer was Gary Ridgeway. Yeah. Um, so the 1987 kidnapping of the 14-year-old victim was the inspiration for the Nirvana song Polly, released in 1991. Songwriter uh, Kurt Cobain had read about the incident in a newspaper. Yes. Is that Polly? Where was this? Where did that happen? Where did that happen? In Washington again or in California? That was Washington. Okay, never mind. 
But I know exactly where you're going with that. Because are you going to do that next? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's like, bitch, calm down. Shut your goddamn mouth, Charlie. Because okay, when you search Holly and Nirvana, even though this song was not even written about Polly Kloss. People connect those two. Of course they do. That's why as soon as you said it, I was like, wait a second. Everybody always immediately goes to Polly because right. of the song Polly. But Polly is just, if you listen to the song, it's him basically talking about a bird in a cage. Like Polly Wanna Cracker. Uh-huh. Yes. Got it. Wow. So. And Polly Kloss was a very famous. Yep. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Okay, go, go, yeah, go, go. Yeah, Tell yeah. us the story, girl. And then I know you you know where I'm going to go after I do. that. So I do. That's why I was like, they all just flowed so nicely. They did. They did. Together. Like a babbling brook. <laughs> so on October 1st, 1993, Polly Kloss, is that how I say that yeah, correctly? Yeah, Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. 12, and two friends were having a slumber party at her mother's home in Petaluma, California. Around 10.30 p.m., Richard Allen Davis entered their bedroom carrying a knife. So I tried looking everywhere. Nothing says how he got into the house. So mm-hmm. I'm going to assume possibly the door was left unlocked because it was, it was such the a 80s small... and it's a small town. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is why now as an adult, everything gets checked. Yeah, twice. Yep. Just like Santa Claus. Yeah. I check it. Then the boyfriend checks it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if it's good enough for Santa, it's good for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he tied both of her friends up, pulled pillowcases over their heads, and told them to count to a thousand. He told them if they screamed, he would slit their throats. He then kidnapped Polly. The two girls freed themselves and ran to um, her mother's room. Um, Eve, which is Polly's mom, called uh, the uh, Petaluma Police Department, and they called the FBI. The FBI's forensic team found a partial palm print on the bed railing in their investigation. An APB with the suspect's information was broadcast within 30 minutes of the kidnapping. That means all points bulletin. Yeah. Thank you, Charlie. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Bolo means be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Bolo, APB. Um, What's the one? Oh, Bob. Bottom of buggy. That's what I got taught when I worked at a grocery store. Have you seen Bob lately? <laughs> the bottom of the buggy. Oh, if somebody stole something on the bottom well, of Well, if there's the... something underneath that someone forgot to put up. Huh. Interesting. I didn't know that. Bob. Have that you seen my... Have you seen Bob lately? <laughs> You're like, don't know a Bob. Yes, you do. Well, I do. He's my father. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. yeah. <coughs> Bob. Bob. <laughs> what do you call oh, a man. man with no arms and no legs in the water? A Bob. Bob. Because <laughs> he's oh. Bob. <laughs> That's stupid. All right. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, All right. The broadcast, however, only went out over Sonoma County Sheriff's Channel 1. Within hours of the kidnapping in a rural area of Santa Rosa, about 20 miles north of Petaluma, a babysitter on her way home uh, noted a suspicious vehicle stuck in a ditch on her employer's private driveway. Uh, She phoned the property owner, who decided to leave with her daughter as she drove down the long driveway um, the owner passed Davis. She called 911 when she got to the service station and two deputies dispatched on the call. The deputies did not know of the kidnapping or the suspect's description due to uh, Sonoma Valley uh, units being on Channel 3. Which, man, the fucking 90s. You know? Wow. 
And now, when children go missing, you get screamed awake by your phone. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was the 90s. I sleep with my phone next to my head, and it just, like, yeah. terrifies me when it goes off. Uh, the deputies ran Davis's driver's license and license plate number, but they came back with no wants uh, or warrants. The deputies called for a tow truck to get Davis's car out of the ditch They searched it thoroughly before the arrival of the tow truck and did not find evidence of anyone else in the car. The only possible violation was an open container of beer, but Davis was not driving at the time of the deputy's contact, and mere possession of an open container was not illegal at the time. The 90s. -hmm. You could literally just... Road soda. Mm -hmm. Yep. Before Davis was allowed to leave, he was instructed to pour out the beer and the deputies filled out a field interrogation card with his information and the card was filed. Davis was a lifelong criminal who was in and out of jail all the time. He has an arrest record that goes back more than two decades. He served five years for kidnapping and assault in 1997 or sorry, 1979. I'm dyslexic. Just a tiny bit. Then in 1984, served another six years for another kidnapping. Over the next two months, about 4,000 people helped search for Polly. TV shows such as 2020 and America's Most Wanted covered the kidnapping. On November 28, 1993, the property owner was inspecting her property after loggers had partially cleared the property of trees. She discovered items that made her think they might have matched those used in the kidnapping. She called the sheriff's department to report her discovery, and deputies and crime scene investigators were dispatched. One of the items found, a torn pair of ballet leggings, was matched by the FBI crime laboratory to the other part of the leggings that were taken as evidence on the night of the kidnapping. Poor kid. Mm Mm-hmm. A review of uh, calls in the area the day of the kidnapping turned up the contact uh, with Davis who had only been identified because both the de- uh, deputies had filled out and filed the um, the FI card, which was the field inve- interrogation card. Mm-hmm. Once the identity of Davis was revealed, his palm print at the scene of the kidnapping was also traced to him. Jesus, Mary Joseph. Authorities had been unable to match the partial uh, print earlier due to the poor quality of the print left. Sorry. Which, of course, because he had been in prison so many times, they probably if the print was a little bit clearer... And, of oh. course, that's not anybody's fault. I mean, he's not going to stand there and go, let me make sure my handprint is nice and clear. But, like, if the print had been a little clearer, they probably would have been able to figure it out oh, sooner because yeah. he had been in and out of prison so many times. Yeah. Motherfucker. The Sonoma uh, County Sheriff's Department, in cooperation with Petaluma Police um, and the FBI. I don't know if I'm so tired, but literally, I don't know why I was, like, thinking Petaluma and Sonoma were the same like Petaluma the same word. Oh. But yeah. like, you know when you're so tired and your brain just starts like... Did a word become a sound again? Yeah. 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 Word yeah. Sound. Yep. yeah. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Department, in cooperation with Petaluma Police and the FBI, launched a search of the property and the road area during a heavy rainstorm. The first two days of the search were kept as low-key as possible since Davis was under surveillance at an Indian um, res- uh, reservation. Mm. The they didn't want him to be on it anyways because he was like basically right. like, yeah. Um, what is that word? Trespassing. Not trespassing. Squatting. Like oh, he's a squatter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So when nothing was found during the initial search and the surveillance of Davis also produced no results, the decision was made to arrest him for the kidnapping of Polly. 
While Davis was being interrogated by the Petaluma PD and the FBI, a massive search was launched on Friday, December 3rd. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Department was assisted by over 500 search team members from 24 agencies coming from as far away as Kern County, California, and even Nevada. The mutual aid effort was coordinated by the California State Office of Emergency Services, um, FBI crime scene teams, and other numerous of um, other state and federal agencies. The search remains today as one of the largest ever conducted in California. Wow. The search continued through Saturday. That's shocking. Right? That's a shocking statistic. Continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving you, like, permission. Keep telling the story, Nikki. Like, you're not going to do it anyway. Sorry. That's a nice fact. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's interesting. Continue. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry it's okay oh, i love it i love it good 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 god charlie and charlie and her wine god save the queen so this is kind of off off subject of the story but did anyone see uh the prince i forget what his, is it william not william his oh. son starts with an a i don't think there's an a no Whatever William's oldest son is, he was making something, some kind of cake or brownie thing or whatever, and the queen was standing behind him watching. And then, like, there was one moment where he seemed like he was getting a little more violent with it, and she was just like... (laughs) 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 It's such a funny Uh, video. If you guys could look it up, it's just... It made me laugh, because it was just like... There's something about those royals, man. I just... I find it... Like, they're all, like, fucking looney tunes but i find it so fucking fascinating mm-hmm. william used to be so freaking handsome and then like He's so freaking not he looks ooh. i never thought he was no. handsome hashtag what? Team, hashtag team, no. oh no i always i thought he was handsome okay. when we were kids so when he I love sorry when he even when we were kids and he was like yeah. a little red-headed twerp yeah no, no, no i was no. opposite and now yes. all about prince harry yes mm. that's how i am because before he started balding yeah. when he started balding i was like yeah check please <laughs> god yeah no, I was always about Wills when, like, we were kids. I was all about Wills. And then, like, as they got older and, like, they, it was almost as if they, like, did yes. one of these guys. And now Harry is just, like, I mean, Harry's kind of balding, but, like, it, he makes it work. He makes it look good. You know what I'm like, saying? he's fucking hot. He's looking, did you ever see him on... This is super... I'm so sorry. We're, like, on a tangent. Have you ever seen him on James Corden? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they went to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air house. Yes. And they, like, and he had to go to the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> and he looks out of the window and goes, if I don't come back in five minutes, call the cops. <laughs> oh, fucking funny. Oh. I love him. Yeah. Mm. No, they're amazing. God save the queen. Uh. Okay. The search remains today as one of the um, largest ever conducted in California. Uh, the search continued through Saturday, December 4th. The search effort produced other items of evidence, but did not produce evidence of human remains. Jesus. The search was planned to continue on Sunday, December 5th, but on the evening of December 4th, Davis confessed to kidnapping and murdering Polly and led investigators to her body. Wow, what a fucking gentleman, huh? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. He had buried her in a shallow grave just off Highway 101, about a mile south of the city limits of Cloverdale, California. Fucking asshole. The grave site was about 30 miles from the search site. Although Davis admitted to strangling Polly to death, he refused to give investigators the timeline of the events from October 1st. Investigators thought he was fearful that both people who had passed um, who passed him would call the sheriff's department. It is believed that he killed her before the arrival of the deputies and hid her body in the thick brush on the hillside above where his car was stuck. 
Then he waited for an undetermined period of time after being escorted back to the Highway 12 about one. Carly's doing hand signals. Yep, sorry. I'm miming what I think happened. Yeah, about uh, a mile and a half from where his car was stuck and drove back up to retrieve her body. He was reportedly out of breath, sweating profusely, despite it being a cold night, and had twigs and leaves in his hair um, when contacted by deputies. Fucking rat bastard, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it gets worse. Uh, No, I know. Yeah. I was like, yeah. He's the worst. (laughs) It is also believed that he had chosen the gravesite in advance since it had... um, it would not have been discovered by a casual observer. Ugh. The gravesite area would be directly visible from high, uh, Highway 101, but not the grave itself. He had to drive through um, the Indian um, reservation uh, once a week to meet with his parole officer, and he would have seen any police activity in the area. Wow. Wow. What a calculating motherfucker, huh? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trash. After a long... Uh, Can you give me a little spoiler alert? Is he dead? No. He should be. Jovi, you want to look that up? Is he dead? Yes. So that when we get to the end of the story, hopefully we'll have, have a little happy... satisfaction. What's yeah, you can... Don't tell us. Okay. Until the end. You don't can give us the, the final... End. What's his name? Mark um, Dave... Mark Allen Davis? It is. Richard Allen Davis. Richard, Richard Allen, Allen Davis. Okay, All right. continue. I'll have the answer when you're done. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, da 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 so after a long trial, Davis was convicted on June 18, 1996, of first-degree murder and four uh, special circumstances, robbery, burglary, which I feel like those first two are the same thing, but I mean... Well, I think that there is... I mean, again, don't... I. Mm don't know the laws i don't but i think there is a distinct difference depending on like what the dwelling is or uh okay maybe a the amount or a company the amount but like you know what i'm saying uh, okay, i think that yeah. there's i think that's how you just okay that makes distinguish sense. between the two but again mm-hmm. don't quote me this is all assumptions and we know what happens when you make an ass out of me and you it's <gasps> assuming what yeah, yeah. i said that backwards you when you assume you backwards. make an ass out of you and me yeah. you know when you were assuming and assing me I said that to someone and they looked at me like I was crazy. And they I was didn't like, know that phrase, right? No, I'm okay. sorry. That is a common turn of phrase. And that's something you learn when you're like a child. I know, and you feel so cool because you can say ass. <laughs> yeah, like okay. And now I'm gonna throw this out there because I'm gonna I'm gonna show my age for a second here. I used to love Nick at Night when I was a kid when it was still black and white when it was like all the old 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 shows like Bewitched and all that shit. Mm-hmm. The original phrase of you know what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me came from The Odd Couple, the original yeah. the show, The Odd Couple, original right. And like I happen to know that. So I know that the phrase itself is an old turn of phrase, but I feel like it's become such a common non sequitur like everybody knows that. Yeah. So to hear that somebody were they really young? I don't even remember who it was that you said it to. You just remember that that happened. Yeah, and I remember just being like, "Am I fucking old?" Like I remember, yeah. like I did it, like it blanked on I'm me. Like, All right, it, I'll it, go get my walker now. Apparently. I self-reflected <laughs> on myself, and I was like, "Am I getting?" I started old? thinking about my future and retirement, and well, see here, here I work. Okay, so for everyone who doesn't know me personally, I have two jobs. 
Mm-hmm. So I have a full-time job where I work with people who are all older than me. And today I was talking to one of my ladies and she was like, we should go get drinks one night. And she's like, probably twice my age. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And then at my other job, I work with kids who are like 10 to 15 years younger than me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and yeah. then I feel like the old person there, but they keep me young. Right. So I'm just like, you got the best of both worlds. I do. Like Hannah Montana. I do, I do. I really, I really fucking do, man. Did you also come in like a wrecking ball? Um, no. Um, no. You don't have to. You don't have to. So. It's not necessary. Robbery, burglary, kidnapping, and a lewd act on a child in Polly's death. A San Jose superior, uh, superior court jury returned a verdict of death. At his formal sentencing by a judge... Davis provoked national outrage by taunting his victim's family, extending both middle fingers at the courtroom camera, and later... Did you not know this part? I did not know this part, and oh hell to the motherfucking no. How did her family not reach across and beat the motherfucking shit out of him? Wait, let me finish. Please do, please do. (laughs) Let me finish this part. I'm about to rage. He said that um, Polly's last words just before he killed her were that her father molested her. Judge Thomas Hastings sentenced Davis to death by lethal injection and remarked, it is very easy for me to pronounce this sentence given your revolting behavior in this courtroom. So they feel like he did that almost like it is a dig, but he didn't even know her family. He didn't know her. Like this was someone that like literally he just chose this house probably so he as a- said in court in front of her family that her last words to him this disgusting despicable piece of garbage was basically not was to do what her dad ew yeah trash and like human garbage mm-hmm. i'm mad go ahead continue mm-hmm. so actress winona writer um, who had been raised in Petaluma offered um, prior to all of um, this had offered a $200,000 reward for Polly's safe return during the search. Um, Winona starred in a uh, film version of Little Women after Polly's death and dedicated it to her memory because it had been her favorite book. My boyfriend is obsessed with Winona Ryder to so the point is, of so like... So is your co-host here. Yeah. Obsessed. My I boyfriend mean, has a Winona Forever tattoo. Oh, well, I don't have that. Yeah, he's like... The same one that Johnny Depp had? Uh, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which, after they broke up, Johnny Depp had changed to Wino forever. Wino. Facts. Facts. I love Winona Ryder. She's love great. her so much. All I ever remember, at least when I was a kid, was the fact her. of her stealing underwear. Yeah. And I was like, poor Winona. I love cheap thrills. Because mm-hmm. you have everything at your fingertips. You have to have get it high somehow. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Winona Ryder. I love her so much. She's she's like our generation's like, I don't know. She's just the coolest. I fucking love her. Mm-hmm. I, I love her on Stranger Things. I've loved her <gasps> since. I love her on Stranger Things. Yeah. And I've like loved her since Edward Scissorhands. Like I've yes. always, and fucking Beetlejuice. Like I've always yes. loved Winona Ryder. She is just fantastic. I adore her. She, she was Lydia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, okay. man around forever man I love her but yeah her and Johnny Depp were dating around the time yeah, yeah. Edward Scissorhands and he had Winona forever and then when they broke up Wino forever oh my gosh mm-hmm. um, so Polly was cremated and her ashes were spread over the Pacific Ocean by her uh, friends mm-hmm. and family the all points bulletin APB was broadcast on the CHP 
California Highway Patrol. Yes! Yeah! High five flash? No? Okay. He said, what? He's He's like, no, you're crazy. Um... Look at the smile on her face. <laughs> Hello, She's like, you're princess. a fucking bunch of lunatics. <laughs> Love you. My dog is looking over her shoulders, shoulders at us with a smile on her face like, you fucking morons. <laughs> She's like, you guys. You, you guys. guys are so zilly. You guys. Um, so, which only CHP uh, radios would re- uh, could receive. CHP practice changed after the case. Good. The radio um, systems were upgraded, and such bulletins are now broadcast all over police channels through a centralized 911 dispatch system. As it should be. Yep. So in the wake of the murder, uh, Polly's father, Mark Kloss, uh, became a child advocate and established the Kloss Kids Foundation. Mm. He has made himself available to parents of kidnapped children and has appeared frequently on uh, Larry King Live, CNN Headline, uh, Nancy Grace. He was also portrayed in the Elizabeth Smart story by Barry Flatman as meeting the Smarts and informing them he was working with Fox News. Wow. Um, in the wake of the murder, politicians in California and other U.S. states supported, uh, supported the three strikes laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and California's Three Stri- uh, Strikes Act was signed into law on March 8th, 1994. But wouldn't that have been his third strike? Yeah. Okay. Then I don't agree with that. Because the whole thing, okay, again, not an expert, whatever. We all know that people, they, they usually when it comes to things like this, there's an escalation of crimes, correct? Yeah. So my whole thing is if you're waiting till the third time, right? Mm-hmm. You're giving the opportunity for the escalation to occur. Mm-hmm. I, again, there's, I know that there's a lot of flaws with our justice system. I know there's a lot of flaws with like, you know, uh, minimum sentencing and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I believe me, I'm not, again, I'm definitely not an expert on the justice system. That's for damn sure. There's a lot of things that need to change, a lot of reform that needs to happen. But I yeah. just don't understand when you have a person who is obviously habitually kidnapping minors that you're going to wait until strike three to decide to do something aggressive about it. Yeah. I'm okay. Wait, I'm not done yet though with her store. No, okay. No, I was I, like, don't is, tell the ending yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, because I'm looking here. He was apprehended over it looks like 12 times. Okay. So, so this, the smaller ones, I think, were for robbery and stuff like gotcha, that. Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. 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 So, we're talking third strike as far as just those types of kinds yeah. of issues. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Then, yeah. Sorry. I mean, I still don't retract what I said. I was, I was letting you, I was just letting you get your feelings out. I was like, I still think I'm right, but in this case, I guess it would not have counted, but I still think I'm right. So after um, his daughter's murder, uh, Mark lobbied to bring about California's three strikes law, which would give uh, life terms to criminals uh, with three felony convictions. Felony conviction. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, Doesn't have to be the same thing. Uh, I'm getting there. Get it. Okay. Yeah, 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 sorry. You get it, girl. Mike Reynolds, a wedding photographer at the time, led a ballot uh, initiative in favor of the three strikes law after his 18-year-old daughter was murdered that drew thousands of signatures from California voters. Mm. Along with Mark, his efforts helped push forward state laws, um, later known as the three strikes and you're out movement. 
However, the law was not drafted very artfully because it mandated that even those convicted of nonviolent felonies could be sent to prison for life. Upon learning about this aspect of the law, Mark disassociated himself from the lobbying mm. effort, but California voters overwhelmingly approved the ballot initiative anyways. In many cases since, individuals charged with these crimes such as... Um, Drug crimes. and Well, just like even stealing a piece of pizza yeah. have faced life prison under this law. Correct. So Mark and his family have become outspoken advocates in, uh, advocates in favor of revising the law. Yeah. And the lawmakers, uh, wary of being dubbed soft on crime, have shielded away from dealing with the issue. Yeah, and that's the hard thing, right? Because it's, it's hard to like figure out the balance of that. So, yes, agreed, right? Yeah. You have people who now are stealing food because their family is starving Mm -hmm. going to prison for life or people who have nonviolent drug crimes Mm -hmm. that are stacking up against them because of their legitimate illness of drug Mm -hmm. addiction right who are going to jail for life Mm -hmm. who don't deserve to be but then you have people like this yeah tapping on nikki's paper we're sitting way too close to each other so i get to touch and and punch um (laughs) That are getting away with this shit for because the law doesn't isn't written the way that it needs to be in order to get the right people where they need to be. Mm -hmm. And that's what's frustrating. So Mark has also become an outspoken uh, advocate of the death penalty. He said of his child's murderer, the last thing Polly saw before she died was Richard Allen Davis uh, eyes. The last thing Richard Allen Davis will see is my eyes, I hope. But that's fucking sad, isn't it? All right, powerful but fucking sad. Tell us what is the outcome? Is he still alive? Oh, good. Are you God. fucking yeah. kidding me? Still He's breathing. still on death row. Like He's still living his life. Trash, yeah, no. garbage, human so, garbage. Go ahead. So we cannot talk about Polly without talking about George Lee Moses. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is from georgialeemoses.com. Uh, on August twenty second, nineteen ninety seven. Um, A worker attending to a broken uh, guardrail off Highway 101 in Petaluma, California, Mm -hmm. found the decomposing body of a young African-American girl just off the road. The woman was left nude. Georgia was last seen on the night of August 13th. After the discovery of the young woman with no leads as to who she was, an anonymous tip was submitted stating the woman could possibly be Georgia. Mm. The deceased woman had braids and so did Georgia. Georgia also had not been seen or heard from um, for over a week, which was unusual. One of Georgia's friends is the only witness to be um, the only witness to the last time Georgia was seen alive. The friend stated that Georgia hung out with her on the night of August 13th. Georgia received a, uh, a page on her pager because it was oh, 1997. It was the 90s. And called the number back. See, I was, I was too young to ever have a pager. I did. You had a green you had a blue one i had a green one mm-hmm. yeah my sister had a blue one you had the blue one i had the green one mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um sometime after the friend uh so sorry georgia received a page on her pager and called the number back sometime after the friend walked georgia to a nearby gas station where georgia left with a man mm-hmm. the friend said georgia later called her um to tell her she would not be back for the night that was the last contact Georgia made. Due to the nature of the decom- uh, decomposition, uh, the coroner listed August 13th, the last time Georgia was seen as her date of death. Jesus. Georgia's body was held for nearly a year before being released for burial. Mm. It's been more than two decades and her case still remains. 
unsolved. And it's just the 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 two women, right? Little girl and woman who happened to go missing in the exact same area, mm-hmm. the exact same town in somewhat similar-ish ways and just the complete disconnection of the way that it was handled. responded to yeah. and handled and the attention that it received and then it's because awful. Polly was everywhere and then Georgia was Georgia not. Georgia was not. Just frankly not. She was just not any- everywhere. She was not anywhere. And the fact that it's two decades later and still not solved. Unsolved. It's disgusting. So everybody who are crime solvers online. Yeah. Please get to work. Yeah, for real. I wish I could be that person that would just like literally just get. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't either. I, I just. I think it's because I can't like. Everybody makes fun of me because I find scary. I, like I can't watch scary movies, but I can talk about true crime stuff. And I'm Same. like, but I'm like, I still can't deep, deep dive into it because it. it yeah, I mean, yes, I can talk about it. I can digest information about it, watch documentaries, watch movies, yeah, whatever, fine. But I think if I got myself into a point where I started to investigate or dive deeper and learn yes. things that the public probably shouldn't know or wouldn't normally know, I, I that's not a place I need to be in my brain. Yeah. But so, yeah. but that is that is those are my those are my stories, and they all just kind of flowed. Yeah. So I felt like I had to do them all. Yeah. So. Um, for Georgia Lee, there is a podcast that I believe Ooh. her sister does. Um, yeah. Oh. It's like a, it started. Was it recent? Yeah. July of this year. <gasps> and the last episode was posted November 19th of this year. What's the podcast what's called? The, what's it called? They called her Georgia Lee. Oh. Yeah. There's a podcast and, that Jovi is telling us yeah, about. Yeah, so check it out. Um, they actually go into what happened <gasps> and things that mm. came up and, like, Voices of the Voiceless and wow, all this stuff. So They I called mean, her Georgia Lee. They called her Georgia Lee. And there's actually a website, GeorgiaLeeMoses.com. Mm-hmm. That's right. where you I got my information that. from. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's actually where I wound up. <gasps> oh, okay. Because I wanted to... Google and you know yeah. I was googling as you were telling it and I saw a podcast so I was like oh maybe they're listing the episodes where this was talked about no it's they're legit it's like a series. like a series it's yeah like, yeah because it ended because it says their last I feel like oh, it's I will be almost like that. yeah I was gonna say it, it kind of reminds me of Sarah um, Turner yeah yeah that's who it reminds me of mm-hmm. um, because I mean she had started Turney. her po- Turney mm-hmm. why did I say Turner mm-hmm. what the fuck did I get Turner Sorry, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sarah Turney. Mm-hmm. Um, it that's what it makes me think of because mm-hmm. I mean she had started her TikTok in order to like bring justice for her mm-hmm. sister. Yeah. So by uploading like what home videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. It is crazy. That story's I can't even. Yeah. Um, All right. Wow. Well, thanks for getting me real mad. I know. Um, I just <laughs> love it. I love making you mad. You hulk out Italian wise. I do. I hulk out, I hulk out Italian American style. Um, all right, guys. So um, first of all, let's give a recommendation then for the podcast. Her name is yeah. Georgia Lee. Yeah. So let's uh, let's take a listen. You said it's her sister who's hosting the it's podcast. Her sister and someone else. Um, I'm not sure because I, I actually yeah. haven't listened to it yet myself, but I absolutely plan on it. Yeah, absolutely. Same. Um, because it's always interesting when it's there. It's somebody that is related to For what's sure. going on yeah. like, to hear 
what they have to say, how they're going through it, and like just to lend an ear because yeah. you know that they're trying to be heard and they're yeah. trying to get out mm-hmm. as much information as possible. I right. will absolutely be listening. To and I know that that's a thing that we've said from the very, very, very beginning, right? So obviously we joke, we laugh. That's how we cope with this shit. That's just the kind of people that we are. It is. It's never going to change because that's honestly the type of people that we are. But the reason we are doing this, the reason we uh, the reason we are interested in stories about true crime, the reason why we do what we do is because of the victims and because of their families. And it's, um, you know, if we can support however we can. Um, I know I'm going to go ahead and download that mm-hmm. podcast. You know, that might be something that we could talk about in the future. Maybe if there's other things that we learn from the podcast that um, Nikki wasn't able to talk to us about tonight. Um, but you everything know. was very short stories tonight. Yeah. But, you know, it's definitely something that we value and we want to make sure that is very well known by our listeners that we do this for a reason yes we have fun doing it we laugh because it's the only way that we can keep it from driving us insane but um Mm -hmm. you know we really care about the the people whose stories we are telling and the families who they've left behind and who are still struggling with the loss of the people we're talking about so um yeah yeah Uh, so you know you guys can find us on socials Instagram at Bed Crime Stories, Twitter and TikTok, of which there is not much, but it's also at Bed Crime Stories. You can shoot us an email to say hey, to send us story suggestions. Like I always say, if you have a story suggestion and a person that you would want to tell that story, please uh, add that to your suggestion. You can email us at bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to our podcast. Tell a friend. Please be kind to one another. Please, um, you know, do what you can to pay it forward. You know, it's a Mm -hmm. new year. It's, uh, you know, a new opportunity, a new chapter that we are able to start. Um, So let's let's make it a good one. Yes. Um, But we'll talk to you guys all next week. But until then, sweet Sweet dreams. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.